Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Yeah, there's nothing I can do about it. I know. I got you. Um, what can we... Um, hmm. We're live. Hi. Yeah, we're... Um, yeah, that's that. That's that. How's everyone doing today? We hope all you guys are good out there. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. What and, do you uh, want? Is that a, a Canucks jersey? Okay, no. This jersey is the Florida Everblades. This is an this is an ECHL team, and uh, I was um, you know talking about I was this this is the wonderful I was talking about Twitter and how we were down in the Everglades looking at looking for panthers and stuff like that like actual the actual endangered species panthers with my son, and uh, and and on around back there and then it was alerted to the fact that this team existed they uh they they uh, had me over and gave me a jersey They're really nice people. and um, yeah kind of cool so, uh, it, it, there there are a couple of guys in the NHL right now that I played for them. Um, and you know, there it, it's uh, it's, it's interesting. It's just another Florida hockey team, but I like the kind of, kind of logo is kind of cool. It's like a um, it's like a skate, you know, but a but an alligator. Um, yeah, I think it's cool. Clever. I've seen worse. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not bad. Not bad. It's a cool color. I like the green and blackish color. Um, and I think this is yeah, this is also the same kind of. It's more like an alligator with a hockey stick on the side. You can see that. I don't know if you can see that or not, but it's like an alligator with a hockey stick. And uh, yeah, so we're doing this show, and then after the show, we got a surprise for everybody out there. Um, we're going to be doing, you know, Russ and Mike do a rock and roll podcast. Rockology, um, it's called. Called Rockology, um, which I guess is posted on is Sportsology, correct? Yeah. And um, we're, today we're going to be doing the. Um, we're going to be going on there right after the show. We're going to put a link in the room so you guys can check out. Right after the show, we're going to do the top ten keyboardists. Rock keyboardist of all time, and we'll, we'll be doing that. You can uh, come on there and check it out. We'll, we would love for you guys to come in and watch and hang out in the chat room of that show. So that will be, be after the show. We'll be ending the show and then going to do that. All right, so yeah, I'll have a different link. Yeah, I'll have a different link and everything. But we'll put the link in the chat room and everything like that. You'll be able to get it in different places as well. So uh, we have some noise going on at Russ's. Ignore that. He's getting the work It'll done. It'll be gone soon. But It'll yeah, be gone soon. But um, we got, before we get into last night, which was very interesting. Go ahead, Russ. You start. So uh, last night, Vlad Guerrero Jr. hit three home runs, drove in seven RBIs. Pretty big game. Uh, that hadn't been done in a little while, but one of the earlier guys to do it was Boone Powell, who played for the uh, Baltimore oh, yeah. Orioles. And um, that was in the 60s. So only three guys have done it, like, in the last, I don't know, since the 60s. So it was um, kind of an amazing feat. If you had Max Scherzer in your fantasy team like I did, you got killed. Um yeah. 17 scoreless innings or something coming into that game. But, look, Mike, uh, Vlad Guerrero, if he ever gets in shape, will be no, one of the best players in the league. He has gotten in shape. He lost, like, 45 pounds. Yeah, he still looks a little spongy. I don't think he's going to be ripped like, uh, you know, like uh, Conor McGregor or something like that. But, you know, he's doing, <laughs> he's doing all he can. Yeah, uh, I mean – He's in better shape than he was last year. That's that's for sure. But well, let's, let's just say this. I, I had I had the opportunity, Russ, when uh, when I was working for Sporting News Canada, uh, um, that I went to because he did he made his AAA debut in Buffalo, 
and uh, was in the media scrum and uh, asking a bunch of questions. And it was curious. Now, he was like 21 years old. He was traveling with his grandmother, and his, grand, and his grandmother was cooking all of his meals. So, yeah, my grandmother used to cook really fatty foods. Yeah, that just tells you, that just tells you that he was he was not suffering in terms of uh, cal caloric intake. Well, it just also says that his grandmother was a good cook. So we'll uh, yes, I mean that, that's that's the good news there. I'm gonna end there. S Answer this for Alexander now. Yeah, I grew up a Ranger fan, and I wrote a couple of Ranger books. So yes, that's that's the NHL team I grew up liking. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Hates them now, but he grew up liking them. I am obviously, about them now. obviously has shown how much he hates them in all our discussions we've had mm -hmm. here. But yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, okay, so uh, let's start. Here we go. I'm trying to get. A, I mean, I'm trying to get a photo up on my blog, but we'll do that in a second. Um, all right, today is uh, April 28th, right? I don't okay. know. Is it last time I looked? I think so. It is. Just go. Okay. Got it. Hello, Hockey World. It is 2021. I'm Michael Agello. I'm Russ Cohen from Sports And I'm Eklund. You're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. It's the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday. At this time, to fill you in the coming goings in the hockey we come here around. And if you want to support us, you can easily do so by going to Patreon.com slash slash Patreon <laughs> patreon.com slash hockey and you can support us there with um with uh you know if you get anything out of the show we'd appreciate it if not um tell your friends about it share it around uh retweet it things like that if not screw you <laughs> if not i don't know why the hell you'd be here right now um because there's plenty of other things to do as we've learned um so anyway here uh <laughs> So Thomas, uh, Randy says in the chat room, and when guys notice this, I think it's pretty interesting that you know, Thomas says that I was dead on with the Rangers. All right, so here we go. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> Please. Uh, now Thomas, we know is a um, uh, Thomas is ex-burner account. What was that? Thomas is ex-burner account. No, he's an Islanders fan, and um, and now as we sit here today, the Rangers, of course, win a big game last night. Um, the the the, the uh, so did the Bruins. Now, the, both the Rangers and the Bruins have won seven of their last nine, which is pretty impressive on both parts. I mean, they're both tearing it up. They're two of the yeah, hottest teams around. the Bruins could do that? Well, yeah, of course. We all thought the Bruins could do something like that. Yeah, but they, they have, that? Okay. No, that's better. No, I mean, that's better than they played all year for sure. It is. But um, is my mic sucking again? What the hell? Really? Yeah, it's, it's choppy again. I give up. Um, all right. Let me, let me just uh, hold on. I don't think it's Let's, the mic. Um, I think it's the internet. I do think it's the internet. I don't know how to fix that right now. Um, no, don't worry about it. Just shit, play through. Shit. All right, I'm going to play through. I'm sorry, guys, if it's doing that. Um, my mic sucks today or the internet. I'm, I'm going to have to wire this tomorrow better for the um, for my Ethernet cable. I think my Wi-Fi router must just be shot or something. And all I right. Took, I, took care, I took care of the picture, so it's up. Oh, thank you, Mike. Um, all right, so and I do want to get into my blog, too, which I think is a little more interesting than this. Um, so we won't talk too much about this because we've talked about this every day. But now the latest thing is that the Islanders dropping three in a row to the suddenly red-hot Capitals. Um, the Islanders now are only five points ahead of the, of the Rangers as well. They've played one more game. They do have one game. The Bruins have two games at hand or four points ahead. Um, but the Islanders play the Rangers this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. 
uh, two games in a row. So that get that can be fascinating as we as we play through this. I mean, the Rangers win both those games in regulation. Now it's a one point game, with, and the Islanders still have one game in hand. Now suddenly you have to admit that it's a battle. If it's a one point game with one in hand, it's a battle. So Russ, if if the Rangers were to win both those games in regulation this weekend, you cannot simply say it's over. I can because the Islanders are only going to have to get points from any other team the rest of the time. The Rangers are not winning out. And I will tell you this, the Rangers yeah, are the Islanders. And but the Rangers won't sweep the Islanders either. They won't. Well, that's, I'm okay, they might not, but all they have to do is win twice. I mean, it's it's not impossible that they sweep the that they sweep the Islanders. I mean, the chances oh, are very but but if they sweep the Islanders, will you finally admit to me on Monday that this no. is not, not over? With it's one point difference with eight games to go, and you're going to say it's not over? They don't have eight games. That's one thing. They will. They have fewer games than that. All um, right. So that's that's one thing. The other thing is, like the Islanders lost one nothing. The Rangers are not capable of beating the Islanders one nothing. That's another thing. They, well, the Rangers also way more offense. They don't. They, 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 yeah, way more offense until the Islanders play in a defensive shell, which they're going to do. Oh, excuse think, me. Uh, excuse me. I have a, I have a comment. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. I, think, I think the Islanders are going to play the Rangers very physical, and I think mm -hmm. that is something you could do with this team right now because they're not set up for it. They have Brennan Smith, but they don't have anything else. That's really tough on that team, but, and I think that's the way they're going to play them. Well, wait a second here. I mean, okay, all of a sudden now, Ak, you're picking against Calder Trophy winner Ilya Sorokin and the uh, New York Islanders? Well, it depends if they play them or not, but yes, I could be. I'm not picking against them. Again, I love how, I, I love how I'm mis misrepresented on the show all the time. I am not picking – again, I am not saying that I think it's going to happen even. I'm just saying oh. that to say, it's in, to say it's over and impossible is ridiculous. So what about the games against Buffalo and New Jersey that the Islanders have left? The same as we were talking about with the Bruins, which yeah. now the Bruins are not out of sure. it. The same we were talking about with the Penguins, and the Penguins yep. are not falling out of it. The same, It's the same thing for the Islanders, too, now. Yeah, no, and and, New, and both – I mean, New Jersey has played the Islanders tough this year, even when they've been struggling. The Bruins the, and, and Buffalo is playing a lot better right now, so yeah. I don't want to play either of those teams when you have to win. But Having to win – being a favorite is not always the greatest thing in the world when you have to win. But what this is, what this is, Eck, is is the hockey version of whack-a-mole. It's like, okay, oh, it's 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 the Bruins, boom, 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 boom. Oh no, it's the Islanders, boom, boom, boom. I mean, it's at a certain point. I mean, they're they're five points behind the Islanders, and the Islanders have a game in hand. I'm not saying mathematically it's over, but it's over. I mean, it's like, okay, the the range. Come back to me after the Rangers win both games in regulation Thursday and Saturday, and then you could say, okay, now they have a chance. Right now, if the Islanders don't drop the ball, it's over. I can only deal with the here and the now of what's but going the, on. The here and the now is that they've got two games against the Islanders coming up. Okay, so you're expecting – As of now, they have a chance. Okay, here's what you're expecting, though. You're expecting the Islanders to drop the game in hand, drop the two to the Rangers and not win out against Buffalo and, and New Jersey. And all of that, that whole scenario isn't going to happen. I mean, I don't, think they're gonna get, I don't think they're going to get eight points out of those four games against Buffalo and New Jersey. I do agree with that. There won't be there. That won't happen, but I, I don't think, you know, they could, they could very easily win out against those teams for sure. I you mean, realize if both of these games go to overtime, the Rangers are screwed. It's over. Yeah. I mean, I don't oh, I play for that. I mean, no, I honestly, honestly, I find the races for playoff spots it, right now, currently in the NHL, 
not exciting. No, I agree. I agree. But, but the races for positions are extremely exciting. Okay, let's let's just say, take it quickly, division by division. Right I, before you do that, Mike, I wanted to point out one thing about the Islanders. Um, one guy they're really missing at is is Devin Tage because yeah. Yeah, Brian Bullock is not scoring on the power play. He's got one assist and and he's got no goals on the power play. He's got one goal on the season. I you know we all think it's going to happen for him, but it hasn't. And so when they just gave away Devin Tage for a pick, uh, they lost a guy that was running their power play, and they actually right. could use him back. And yeah. that is no. something where we said at the time they should have tried to get rid of Letty or a guy like Clutterbuck or something yeah. like that, Lad at the time. Yeah. I think they did. I think they did try to get rid of those guys. I honestly well, maybe, do. I, I don't maybe. think that. I don't think, I mean, you don't think that, I mean, they're, they're smart. They're, they're as smart as we are when it comes yeah. to that, that if they could do that, they would have, I think they, the end, go ahead. They needed to give up a first round pick to dump Andrew Ladd's contract. Yeah. As somebody. You needed to do what the Leafs did with Marlowe a few years ago. It's painful, but to, to keep a guy, because right now, I mean, Russ pointed this out. And when I was saying, when we were talking about this, I said, well, the reason that their power play is not successful with Pulak is Pulak can't lug the puck off the, up the, up the, up the ice. Right. Tate was a good puck rusher. He could game the zone. Now his shot wasn't fantastic, but it was good enough. Yeah. Pulak is a has a howitzer from the point, but part of the point a point man on the power play, part of his responsibilities is to lug the puck up the ice, and he doesn't do that very well. Right. So now, just sticking with the East here, again, I don't think the Rangers trying to catch Boston or the Islanders is compelling. But right now you have two races in that division that are very compelling. Uh, Washington and Pittsburgh are a point apart for first place in the division. Right. And the Islanders and Boston are a point apart for third or fourth place. Yeah. You know, you're going to have a lot of d uh, dickering back and forth between those four teams. I mean, yeah. do you think Washington wants to play Boston or do you think Pittsburgh wants to play? Yeah, that, that, no, that's, and I've, I'm going to, that's what I'm actually writing about tomorrow because there's, there's really interesting matchups that go on with those teams, you know, and you're right about that. Like there, these are not what you'd expect everybody to be, you know, and, and by the way, those are people, I know the, I know the Islanders have gone five and one against, against the, against the Devils this year. I get that. But that the same, you know, the last three games have been one goal games. Two of them have been one of one, one at least one was in a shootout. They, they played them tough. That's what I was saying. I'm not saying they're going to beat them. Um, but anyway, the other, the concept of, of um, you know, what Mike's saying is really, is really true. Like, I honestly don't think, you know, on, on the, you know, when I think about those four teams, I can't think of any team in there that I think is all together better than the other three. Like I feel as if all three of the, or any team in there, they say is altogether worse than the other three. I think that those four teams are about as even, I mean, I, I put the Islanders still as probably the best playoff team in that group um, because of the defense and the goaltending, but they all have different strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Right. They all have different strengths and weaknesses. And, uh, and they all, they all have, the, they all have shown an ability to get cold, to go cold for streaks too. I mean, and right now, you know, what you're seeing is the Bruins, you know, experience. I mean, Brad Marchand's having an unbelievable year. He really is. I mean, just like it has to be taken into account that that guy, you know, is like, you know, should be in the MVP talking as well. But I mean, point wise, maybe not. But when just when he scores goals and, and the, you know, his timing on things. With, is, is, un is unbelievable with the with the Bruins I think that you know the factor with them that's going to be the most important leading up to the playoffs is the is and Bergeron missed a game with a lower body injury injury didn't sound like anything serious but it's getting all their defensemen back yeah 
it's getting Tuka Rask right, and he's right. been back for a while. And you know, it, it's just general health getting in, getting into the playoffs. And if they're able, if they're able to to be healthy, you know, now with Taylor Hall on the second line to provide some sort of uh, secondary offense to that big to the big line with Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marchand, if they have right. a healthy defense and, and Rask healthy, then I think they throw a scare into anybody who they play in the first round. I do now, move to the north, the the race is over with. Montreal winning against Calgary, I'm sorry, it's over with. It's, it's a six-point game. It's over with. Calgary, you know, Hannafin's out for the year now. They're not playing very – they're playing under 500 under Daryl Sutter. It's over with. I mean – It looks like Montreal is going to kind of back into the playoffs. I agree with you. The Unless only, they get in, they will be a very dangerous team. Well, right, right. I mean, I don't think I don't think anybody in Toronto right now is overlook is overlooking saying, "Oh, great, we got the Canadians." I know, Canadians, I don't think so either. The Canadians play them tough, and I'm glad that the Leafs have that mentality because if they took them for granted, that's a, a surefire way of, of losing in the well. Program. The one, yeah, the one team that is going to be very is going to is going to be a problem for. For the one team that Canadians have a real serious shot on is Toronto, just because of the aspect of that. Those two, it doesn't seem to matter who's good or who's bad in those teams over the years. When they play each other, they they just they're you know they play each other. They are they become their own. They're their own entity, kind of. And and you know I think that you know it doesn't matter. Toronto's twenty points ahead of Montreal, or Montreal's twenty points ahead of Toronto. They just they they're gonna they're gonna beat the hell out of each other. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a crazy 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 series. And but the only thing is that you have to come back to the fact that they just don't have. They don't have I mean, enough scoring, but 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 and, they, and, and Allen's not if, if Jake Allen's their goalie. Well, yeah, but but the, the expect the expectation is is that Price will be back. But the yeah, only, but, the, only you know. the only thing that can throw things for a loop here is Winnipeg is cratering. They've lost four in a row. Uh, now Ehlers is out for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Wheeler's been in and out of the lineup. Their defense they really didn't improve it with Jordy Ben. The addition of Jordy Ben. Their own they, you know they're. They're six points ahead of Montreal. I don't think Montreal can catch them through the way Montreal has been playing, but Montreal has got a game in hand on them. Um, so more than likely, it's going to be Toronto, Montreal, and Edmonton, Winnipeg. And home ice advantage with Edmonton and Winnipeg really doesn't. I mean, there's no fans in the stand, so I don't know if it really matters any anything. But um, you know, Montreal is Montreal will provide a tough match for for the Leafs if that's and they play them four times in the last eight games of the season. So you know those if you don't think those would be precursors for the playoffs, I mean, you know that I think Montreal is probably going to try to not goon it up, but they'll probably try to be very sandpapery against the league. You know, but Corey Perry is going to be throwing some, throwing some barbs. I'm sure if he plays in these games and oh, get yeah. a chance to look at Cole, Cole Caulfield uh, four times. Um, now the, the West, I mean, the only, the race here is, I mean, you, we actually have, I, I don't, okay. Tell me if you think that, Arizona is still in a race with St. Louis when Arizona, when St. Louis has three games in hand. I don't think they are. Yeah, I, I don't think they're out. Uh, Louis is starting to figure it out. Tarasenko. No, I mean, I, I don't, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like it. I mean, St. Louis, St. Louis, I think, has enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like that. I think I feel like the West is pretty solid. Um, I mean, right. it's it's still possible, of course. You know, just like it is out here, but you know, now it's, Col- it's, it feels, feels less likely. Colorado could catch Vegas. They're four points behind. They have a game in Actually, hand. Actually, Mike, you need to rephrase something you said because now that you have them, thinks you're thinking that the Leafs are going to sweep 
the Canadians. Oh my God! We'll look at four games against Caulfield. That's not you didn't mean no, they were going to four them. games in the regular <laughs> season. They played it four times. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they thought you were talking playoffs. So. No, 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 no. I think it's going to be a long series if it's Montreal. Yeah, I just wanted to correct that. So yes, thank you, thank you for. Uh, it's been a while since Toronto's won a playoff series, guys. So like yeah, until they win a playoff series. You think I'm being confident for Toronto winning a yeah, series? Yeah, no, until they win a playoff series, Mike is not going to pick them probably to win a playoff series. <laughs> yeah, please. And act, I am blocking your tweet, your text. <laughs> I'll learn. I won't do that to you again. I promise. I won't. No, no, um, no, the thing yes, you will. Me. You know you will. Yes, yeah, I won't. I am, I am not you guys. Like, you guys are evil and mean. Oh, I'm not yes. that. <laughs> I'm just throwing out hope I'm, for people. And you're I'm, like a harmless, I'm a harmless fuzzball. Uh, I'm no, just saying. But, uh, but okay, in but in the West, if you accept that St. Louis is the fourth place team, because yeah. um, I like, do you think Vegas really wants to play St. Louis? Well, let's see. So the other done so far. Vegas has yeah. Vegas is taking care of St. Louis pretty easily this year okay. so far. Yeah, I mean, I mean that I, that's of all the teams. So Vegas against St. Louis, um, you know they're they're averaging one point five. 1.5 points a game, one against Colorado. So it's mean basically they're basically even with Colorado um, against St. Louis. And then Minnesota, Minnesota has, um, has, 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 um, is the team that the Vegas, Vegas doesn't want to play according to at least how the regular season's gone. Well, right now. Okay. So right now it's Vegas, St. Louis and Colorado, Minnesota, and that's going to be a challenge for Colorado because Minnesota is not going to be a cakewalk. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I think Colorado should be favored. I think they'll probably win that series, but, it's going to be a tougher challenge than Vegas St. Louis based on what you just said. And yeah, um, you know, I mean, okay. Bennington's won a cup. Uh, they're, they're, a, they're a pretty decent team, but they haven't had a really good year. They've underachieved, but they could turn things around just by showing up in the postseason. So yeah. 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 The yeah they really can. They really, really truthfully can. I wanted to go back for a second to one thing you were talking about before, because you wanted to see who wants to play who in the East. So it's interesting. So, um, Washington, the team they played best against, we're looking at Boston, the Islanders, and the Penguins. They've played all of them pretty well, but they haven't dominated any of them. Boston's actually so Washington's been pretty even. They played the best they've played against is, is against the Islanders, um, but that's just slightly better than Pittsburgh or the Bruins. The Bruins are the team that's played Washington the hardest, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean much. Boston, on the other hand, so Boston has um, you know played you know we like we said they played Washington pretty tough. Um, but they have not, and they played Pittsburgh. They've, they've actually averaged 1.33 points a game against the Capitals and the Penguins, but only 0.6 points a game against the Islanders. So the Bruins, the Islanders have had the Bruins number. So the Bruins don't want to play the Islanders. The Capitals don't want to play the Bruins. Uh, the Islanders don't want to play the Penguins. That's the team the Islanders don't want to play because the Penguins have had the Islanders number. And the Penguins, let's see, they don't, they, they don't want to play the Bruins. Okay, so that the Bruins have found, you know, that's the team that's played them the toughest. Because yeah, because the Pe Penguins have actually had their way pretty much with the with the Islanders and the Capitals. So yes, yeah, so the Penguins only play Bruins. But it's, it's it's all over the map there. You know, like it's every team. Who knows? Like that. There's there's no there's no rhyme or reason to that. No. Boston maybe has had the best record if you against the other three. If you take anything like that, but it's not much. Now here, okay, here's the only uh, what I what I deem as reasonable and exciting race for a playoff spot, and that's Nashville and Dallas in the Central. Yeah, because Dallas is down by two points; they have two games in hand. Nashville's continued to play; you know they're playing a little, slightly above five hundred. Um, but in this division, I mean, Carolina is definitely rooting for the Nashville Predators because do you think Carolina wants to face 
Dallas in the first no round. Way. No way. But they have, they've dominated both of them in the regular season, though. Really, like dominated them. They, they've they've beaten Nashville every time, and they've beaten Dallas every time, but, but once. This is, this is a different. This is going to be a different Dallas when yeah. Saint comes back, and you know, the, and this I'll is just say it like this. I mean, does anybody trust? Nashville's goaltending in the playoffs no. not to give up at least three goals in a game. And their defense is excellent. If they didn't have the defense they did, they'd be giving up four or five every game. The and defense last night wasn't too good. I was like, defense was getting that, that, that Florida. Florida, though, the thing about the Panthers that's crazy is, is that they, they pro, I, I, don't, I don't know this for a fact, but just from watching a bunch of hockey this year, I feel like the Florida Panthers outshoot their opponents more than any team I've seen. Well, it's they just, they, 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 they do. They have to because of their goaltending, or you right. know, because of the Bobrovsky. But they doubled up. They doubled, They were like doubling up on the on the Predators last night. The Predators were ahead, or it was like three three. But the shots were like you know thirty to fifteen. It's like it's like the crazy. It's like just ridiculous. Well, let's how talk they about it. this though, because they pulled Bob for the third period, and Spencer Knight yeah. came in, and even though he wasn't super tested in that period, he still was like seven for seven or eight for eight. Um, yeah. He was causing pro is going to cause a problem here because. It now does seem like Bob may not even be the starter for the playoffs anymore, and yeah, it's going to be Dreger. Yeah, Dreger, and now, but it also seems like Bob may not even be the first guy in if Dreger has a problem in the playoffs. And 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 last night it was complete shock for that division because Tampa, Florida, and Carolina all won, and Nashville and Dallas lost, so everything stayed basically the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the thing that's tough about Bob and that, like watching Bob play last night and watching Bob play a lot, yeah. is he is still really good in tight, but he is getting destroyed outside. Like just yeah. like that, like you know, and and his rebound control is is really bad. And that that like the, those, but he's still like he'll still make these incredible saves side to side and make some really nice plays. But it seems like his quickness to, to move from angle to angle is just not there. Um, that's, that's, that's where he's just getting, he's getting beaten up bad, badly and people and teams should know that. So teams aren't sending it down low against them at all. They're, they're keeping it out. They're keeping it up top. And, you know, that was actually Bobrovsky's weakness when he first came into the NHL, which is pretty funny. Yeah. I remember that and, being the case with the flyers outside. He had a hard time inside. He was great. Yeah. And, and I just, just out of curiosity, I was looking up what, what he, he was at right now. His nine, his save percentage is nine Oh five. If you if you look if you look at the last three years of him in Columbus, nine thirty one, nine twenty one, nine thirteen. So he declined three years and still got a seven year, seventy million dollar contract. His two years in Florida, nine hundred, and this year, nine oh five. Nine oh five is below league average. It, league average is around nine eleven or nine twelve. I think I that um, this year. I thought I heard nine oh eight, but yeah. When I look at him, you know, when you look at it like from a just trying a technical perspective, and I've been trying to figure out why that is, Mike. Like why he was so much better in Columbus um, than he is here and in Florida. Didn't he have a hip surgery? But he's had that going on his whole career. I think I don't know if he had a hip, yeah. but he has. But the thing about Columbus's defense is they play. They play saying, a different style than Florida's defense, and that. Right. That I, I was going to say. I mean, they're playing. They're, I mean, Russ, how much is a Tortorella-led team defense. How much was that? You know, in New York with Lundqvist, with a great goaltender, you can get to the conference final on that alone. Yeah, yeah. You- I mean, I, 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 it is that, but it's also a style like the the style Bob plays is very calculated in some ways, especially on the outside yeah, shots. Bob had you know? surgery in uh, hip surgery in twenty ten. Right. That's so- way- 
Yeah, but you never know when it's going to take its toll. Like you don't know. No, that's true. But I, I think that I think that he is a thinking goalie to the point where you know, with Columbus, he knew the shots his defensemen were going to give him. He knew the defense were going to pick off those passes that went across, and he really could focus in on just making the saves on those outside shots. You know, first I mean, and foremost. I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you an example. Okay, so last year in the playoff, mm-hmm. or la- last year, um, Columbus had a defense of. Jones, Warinsky, Gavrikov, Savard, uh, Nudavara, and Ryan Murray. And right. I think that was the same, the same defense that they had in front of Bobrovsky the pre the previous Yeah, that, that won the Tampa year. But then they right. beat Tampa. Okay. So in front of Bobrovsky last night was Keith Yandel, who was never going to be mistaken for Rod Langway. Right. Kerst, Kerstad, who's a rookie. Right. Gustav Forsling, who's a, basically a borderline AHL NHLer, Mackenzie Weger, Nudavara, and Brandon Montour. Right. That play, that's not even in the same stratosphere as the as the as the Blue Jackets, and we're not even talking about defensive concept. We're just talking about the players. Yeah, yeah. I have found four or five different instances with Bob for groin injuries too, and yeah, to Jonathan Quick, like it's you know. It takes itself to a halt. Yeah, it's yeah. Your lateral movement, but post to post. That that you know that signing just you know really just. It, it, I mean, it, it's such a it's such an a, an issue with Florida. You know that is yeah. that is such a. It obviously like you know you, there's not much you can do with it. Um, I don't know how buying it out even works. Um, no, no, no. Well, Bill, Bill. I mean, first of all, Bill's. It's not Bill Zito's responsibility because he inherited it. Yeah, but it is now, you know, and, it, it is and, now. and I've talked about, I've even said that to him in the past. I've said, well, that's not your responsibility. He's like, sure, hell, sure as hell is my responsibility. That's what he'll say. Um, Cause that's where he is. Right. It, it, that's his, now that's part of the, the job, you know, so he takes yeah. that on. Um, yeah. It's a really tricky one. Um, for well, sure. okay. Here, here is, if you bought out Bobrovsky. Yeah. Okay. So he's got five years left at $10 million per. And mm-hmm. the problem is, is that, most of the fur of the next three years is it's it's uh, more than fifty percent signing bonus. Okay, there is really the uh, over ten years. The first two years is five point eight million, so you save four and a quarter. Uh, right. the, next, the next three years is six point eight million, so you save three and a quarter, Man. and then the remaining five years is one point eight million. Well, that's yeah. I mean you're better saving- obviously it does help you, but. Yeah, but you're still paying a lot of money, and you're paying a lot of money for nothing in Florida, which you really they can't really do. They have to, but you know the the only other thing is to get them to play better. And I don't, but you know when you look at what they have now, they've got a really tough decision coming up with Dredger, you know, because you know or Draker, however you want to say it, Um, they have a tough decision with him because he's a UFA, you know, um, and he's probably gonna he's played well enough that he's gonna get offers. Well. I'll, I'll say this. I think this. I think the solution for Zito, and you know, you can mm-hmm. ask him this uh, off the record. I think the solution for Zito is going to basically be: we've got to survive the next two years with Bobrovsky, um, where where the there's not a lot of savings on, yeah. on the cap with the with the heavy signing bonus. But after two more years, with one year with heavy signing bonus, the the buyout will only be six years. The money will go down, and night will be. What, 22, 23 years old, ready to take oh, it? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I haven't I haven't talked about this at all with him and you know, right. so I have no inside information. But my guess is based on what I've seen um on this one, it you know, they are going to 
let Drager go to free agency and uh, they're going to let him go someplace else. And that's why we're seeing Spencer Knight, you know, that's why we're seeing that ahead of time. So they kind of have an idea of where they are with that to know whether or not they have to get, go out and get like another person to play with Bob next year who can either be like a one A or what have you. I think they'll buy out Bob in his last year. What was that? In his last year, they'll buy out Bob. Right, but I, I think I, they I can think probably buy him out three years from now, like Mike was saying. It'll be yeah, a lot. I easier. think they'll buy him out. I think they'll buy him out after two more seasons. So at, yeah. Yeah. two more, yeah, probably. You might be right on that. Then the, yeah. then the, then the, then the, it does change. Uh, while we're on this this division, I wanted my blog today was something I've been meaning to write for a while, and I think it's an interesting topic to, to discuss for a little bit here, and that is the, the what we what, what we've seen. You know, the law of unintended consequences is always one of my favorite things. You know, and we saw these divisions get thrown together this year for COVID reasons. You know, there was in, and in the past we've always had, you know, whenever divisions get thrown in, thrown together, there's always like someone complaining, like Detroit's complaining or usually Detroit's complaining um, because they get thrown. They seem to get thrown around a lot or Columbus is complaining because, you know, but this year no one complained. Everyone just accepted the fact that these divisions made the most sense because of travel and where it was and everything like that. Everybody just went with it for a year. We all decide that. Um, but what we've really seen is in the rivalries and is from the rivalries in the South, and especially what we're going to see in these these coming playoffs is really, I think, the beginnings of something that that the NHL has needed from the southeastern hockey teams for a while, which is a real, true fan buy-in of rivalries. And we don't see it as much as we want to right now because the fans aren't out there, you know. But man, if there was full fans for these games, and if you had, you know, like if you had the tailgates going on outside that, that all these places would um would have, I think you'd really have something. But and I think here's right. Implore the teams mm -hmm. and the league to create these rivalries in social media and online. You could get things pretty stirred up mm -hmm. if you want to, and I would do it. You can, but he, and I think they will. But to me, I, I thought about why why it is. I've always felt like that. You know, I, the southern teams have, and really, when I thought about the northern cities, you know, like think about Boston, the northern cities in the U.S. Boston, Philly, New York, Chicago, Detroit. Um, those are all cities that whose sports character has been derived from professional sports, right? Where in the South, where you're looking at these cities down there, you know, that you're looking, you know, obviously the Yankees, the Red Sox, Cubs, the Bears, the, you know, all the, all the different, yeah, you know, all those teams, are, you know, long running hatred from professional sports in the North. Um, but in the South, you know, and you look, when you start to look at Nashville or, or Charlotte or Miami or, or even Dallas, you know, you're really looking at people who it, it's been derived from college sports, you know, like, yeah. Like the, yeah. the the combination of the SEC, you know, like I was thinking about like the SEC. Everybody can tailgate in their yards. And if I'm the Panthers and I'm the Tampa Bay Lightning, I mm -hmm. send people out and I start videoing the fans yeah. in their natural habitat going crazy. Like you could do that. You could piece it all together. I would come up with a campaign, like as an example for this series, if I were in charge of the Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning account and I would say, five things every day, what's great about the Tampa Bay Lightning and why they're the best team in Florida, right? And the fifth thing would always be because we have the Stanley Cup. That would yeah. always be number five. Every yeah, single yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like. I, I think that's great. And and I think that, you know, I mean, think about the rivalry. Think about the hatred that these teams, you know, the, the hatred that you need for a rivalry is like to hate the other city, you know, and it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard for um, people in Tampa to hate Toronto or Buffalo or Boston. And these things are not, there's not, you know, or, you know. Okay. I'll, 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 it has over time developed a little bit, but let me finish my I'll, thought here real okay. quick. And um, but you know where the University of Florida, Texas A and M, University of Miami, you know, um, North Carolina State, yeah. yeah, think about all that. So these are really, I mean, college sports. 
even and we even see it in Columbus, you know, like that there's college sports can dominate a city and that it, you know, it can absolutely. So to me, we need to find a way to keep these divisions together. And I think I did it not together, not, not together, but these teams together. So I wanted to go into throw Mike, you give your point, but I wanted to throw my new divisions around around at you for a second to save, yeah. to, to save some of these rivalries a little bit. They're mm-hmm. kind of interesting. I think so. Go ahead, Mike, you finish your thought there. I'm sorry. No, I was, I was just going to say like um, when it comes to these rivalries, I mean, I mean, the, the, the Lightning and the Panthers have been in existence for over 25 years. Yeah, closer to 30. Yeah, and they've and even though they've been in the same division, right, the rivalries aren't there. So I don't know how much you can really put into a divisional uh, realignment, other than the fact that okay, we're talking about the difference right now in the Eastern Conference based on what the uh, the GM. Right what the league decides in terms of uh, the type of schedule they're going to set up for the few going forward, yeah. the difference between playing each other four times, two home, two in road or three times. Yeah. That's no, and I think, I think, Mike, yeah, what you're saying makes, I mean, I agree with you, but the other thing about Florida is, you know, it's not, even though it is far South, it is, it's, there is a, the Florida itself is a different entity than the South of the United States. You know this. And, and it's like, right. it has its own, it's very much a, a Northern transplanted state where in Nashville and Charlotte and Dallas, um, you're looking at a much more of a local type feel than you are. I mean, a lot of the Florida Panthers fans are ex Rangers fans, you know, but there's a, but there's literally no, like, for example, like in the NFL, there is literally no rivalry at all between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Miami Dolphins. Cause one's yeah. in the NFC one's in the AFC. It's right. like, you know, they're it, now Russ, there is a rivalry a little bit between the giants and the jets because they're in the same town, but it's really not a little, a little bit. It's like, but it's like, you know, okay. They play each other in the preseason yeah. and, every four and, years. and they come and they compete for coverage, but there's not even in the same, the, their rivalry is not the same as the Rangers and the no. Islanders. No, it's not even close. Not even close. No, no, it's a very different, very different world. I agree. And I, so I think that, so that does play into rivalries are obviously built in the playoffs, which we've known about before. And, you know, Carolina for a while had a, had a little rivalry with the Sabres when those guys had, had that, you know, really great right. series and, and, and things like that. But we haven't seen, you know, really yet, you know, even like a really great series with obviously Tampa and Florida have never played each other in the playoffs. So I think that, and they're, they're totally there is there is different as night and day the eastern part of Florida and the western part of Florida. So it's it's like it, it, Florida is its own and it's, it's its own little country and it's really bizarre. Um, but uh, give it so to me. But I think that there are there there can be like they, obviously you know the University of Miami fans, um, Florida State fans. These are people who are you know they they definitely do have their 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 you know problems with you know people from you know Alabama, people from Texas. That 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 is a real long driven thing. So let me try to put these divisions together to save not some of the northern stuff that we too because some of the new robberies we've seen develop here. I'm trying to find a way to keep. So my this is my new South Division I'm calling it, okay? So my South Division and it's not all the South because some of these teams are, you know, further up, but these are all teams that basically these are college teams. <laughs> Pretty much this is all built around college strongholds because the University of Maryland too. So Tampa, Florida, Nashville, Dallas, Carolina, those five teams obviously that we talked about. These are five teams right now. So to come up with the other three teams, Washington, um, to me is Washington, Columbus, and St. Louis, which are three more. There are three other. There are three other um, college-y areas, like very you know Washington. Washington is a big college area. Obviously, University of Maryland. They also play down there. University of Virginia has its serious rivalries. Georgetown's right. the biggest one there. Right, right. University of Virginia is a serious battle 
with uh, North Carolina and basketball. There's a serious, there's yeah. some serious stuff there too, right? So that to me is the South. It's it's those five teams, and uh, you know, but where it gets different difficult, obviously, is then you go to like the North. To me, the North. Um, here's my North for what it's worth. Uh, Toronto, Montreal, Boston, Buffalo, Ottawa. Those five teams, like we know, we've had before. But instead of going um, beyond that, I'm going to Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Calgary, and I'm putting those three in there too. Yeah, um, because what you're doing is you're, I mean, you're, you're, the distance between Toronto, Winnipeg, and Toronto, Edmonton is shorter than Toronto and Tampa. I, I, so I, to I, me, like you're, 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 distance wise, you're not, you're not, you know, there's no difference there. I, I honestly think that if you're going to go with like, like the, the structure that you're talking about, a southern division with mm -hmm. Nashville, that okay. if you're going to go a northern division, then it's going to be the five teams that you mentioned Buffalo, Boston, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal. <laughs> And and the three New York teams, because, right? And then, and then you have then you have Pittsburgh, yeah. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Columbus. Uh, you know. Yeah, but I, you have to you have to come up with other Southern teams. And to me, to me, so it's it's difficult. Like you're trying to still keep some of the rivalries that we already had going going. You know. So to me, like the the hope. The hope of Vegas, Colorado, Arizona—that three, that trio chaining together because they are in the same area—is yeah. is trying is something you try to do. I'll, I, I'll tell you something right now: I'm, Winnipeg, Calgary, and Edmonton will not be enthused about playing those five teams in the East because of the travel. It's going to be yeah. you, know, you, you. You have to have those. They travel teams. a lot now. You Colorado, these Colorado. Think about where they're going to. They're, no, but no, their distances out there are very different than the distances here. So, like you, you come you here, you can, yeah, they you can do a tour here. You can do a tour here of those cities. And I mean, the distance between Montreal, Boston, um, is what like five hours. Um, the difference Montreal, between Boston, like a two, two, hour, two and a half hour flight. Uh, okay, so the, yeah, but I'm saying if you're even the bus, I'm just driving. driving it. So I'm just saying there's a there's the distances out west though from Edmonton to Calgary is what a three hours right there that the three hour drive, and then you know, and then you go if but and then Edmonton whenever they come down to play the teams in that division that are that are in their division, like, you know, Colorado and, and um, who else down and, and who else would be down there? I'm trying to remember the old divisions. Down Dallas, my mind. Dallas, oh, St. Louis, the West coast teams. They're in the, they're in a division with they're in a division with LA. That's further. LA is way further from Edmonton than, than Toronto, than Toronto or Boston. It's like, you're talking about like a really like a there. The distances are the same. I mean, the time zones are not, the time zones are different, but the distances are the same. Right. Um, and that's a factor act because you, when you're talking, I know, when you're talking about them starting most of their games at 5 p.m., you know, if they're right. playing East Coast teams, they're starting games at 5 p.m. Mountain Time or or 6 right. p.m. Central Time. That's right. not, that's right. not conducive to good ratings. What's interesting right. is right. you know Anthony wrote here Caps Canes is a good rivalry, but when I lived in Virginia, there were no Canes, and so it really still was Caps Rangers, like it just was. Yeah. Yeah, the Caps and, and and you know and then we've had the Caps Penguins for years and everyone's like you can't get that together, but that really is you, you know what, you know built what upon Ovechkin and Crosby and I think you know, that you know, I'm saying this is all pre Ovechkin. This is, you know what's yeah. you know actually a killer to the to the South Division is the fact that there is no team in Atlanta because right no right. and you're right and that that would have that and and honestly if this if South Division had existed without because University of Georgia is another gigantic sports team down there that everybody that that, that that you know that plays tennessee and plays north carolina and plays the thrashers goalie just played the other night 
<laughs> so um they played this threat in this thrashers here so the east then the east becomes like a, for me the east becomes a little bit different um it becomes the outers rangers penguins devils flyers right um and uh like you know i put forgot to put the flyers in my blog i just realized it's pretty funny but then it also becomes you know um detroit chicago minnesota you almost you don't you almost would be better off because if we look at all these divisional structures you can come up with five teams in a geographic area for like, like yeah. say for example, you know, yeah. so you got Tampa, F Florida, uh, uh, Nashville, uh, uh, Washington and Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Those are all within a, within a reasonable geographic. Right. Setup. But then there's three other teams. You got to fit into that division to have, right. to have divisional setups of eight teams. So what you might have to do if you want to really go regional is have six divisions of of five teams with one division having an extra team that well, might be two divisions now right because 32 teams so yeah you're right but i think that um yeah i think yeah no it does make sense there are you can definitely regionalize them into five teams quite a bit the nhl does have these groups of five teams sort of together so that, um, so, that so that so then you would have then you would have a you know philadelphia pittsburgh new york new jersey New York, uh, yeah. Islanders is right. one division. The five, the five, you know, Boston, Ottawa, to Montreal, Toronto, Buffalo, another division. But and you'll have to like maybe fit Columbus into that uh, that New York, New York, Pennsylvania division. Right. So that would work more. I mean, it would be an imbalanced schedule, but it would work more geographically and in terms of regions. Yeah, you would get. Yeah, you'd have a better chance of getting those robberies that they're thinking about building. Um, and then, and then you go to a conference playoff format instead of a divisional format because you can't have a divisional for playoff format with three divisions. Right? right, right. You have to come up with something. And I think that that's not that's not a bad way of going either because then you you know really you could get like the uh, you know the the three California teams, Seattle and Vancouver. Like that's a completely West Coast you know like Pacific Ocean team division basically. All those teams along the Pacific Ocean. Mm -hmm. um all right there so and then you know and then you yeah, have it's gonna take a while though they're not gonna have a natural rival they're not well no vancouver is, the, is their rival i mean that's like it's Van really not though it's not gonna be from everybody well, from what everybody's telling me it's really not gonna be and there's gonna be so many vancouver fans in the crowd at their games that it's really not gonna be well it's buffalo and toronto is what it is i mean the the, the reason that we haven't had a team in seattle is because vancouver fought like toronto fought to keep a team out of Buffalo. Like that was no, the whole. I get that. I get that. But people really don't think there's only people from a certain air, you know, from the certain part of BC that are going to go to Seattle anyhow. And I don't think they're going to look at it that way. You think they're just going to be Seattle fans then? The those BC, BC people? Uh, yeah. Part, it will be just be Seattle fans. Some Vancouver fans who, you know, want to go from, and I forget um, what I was told, maybe South part of the state, something like that. They'll go down. Uh, every once in a while, if they can't get tickets, but it's not going to be a fierce rivalry. I, well, I okay. I well, it depends on whether they're in the same division or not. If they are, then I think they are. That's the plan. So they they, they will be. Yeah. yeah. Well, they will be, but I still don't know if that's going to matter. Well, I mean, I I do know that you know, like we've been told about how uh, BC fans go down to Mariners games when they play the Blue Jays. I think you'll have you'll have a couple thousand. Now it it all depends on the Canucks being good enough for teams. Right drive two hours from vancouver like right. we took that bus trip in 2019 russ yeah. whether people would be willing to drive down a couple hours and go through the border and believe me the border when it was when things were a lot more normal was a was a challenge to get through because yeah. you know so um 
it's going to be. I, I think it might be worth people's whiles, but maybe not original. Maybe not early in, or, or early because right. Seattle will be an expansion team, and probably every time you go down, they're they're going to win. That means yeah. I think here's the thing. I, you know, the chat room wants to say it's a natural rival, whatever. It's not because if you look at Carolina, it took them forever to have a, a natural rival. Detroit, I think, was the team they hated for a long time. Yeah, I mean, well, you, they played Detroit a couple times, and then they played yeah, Stanley Cup finals. You can't invent now. You can't invent rivalries. They happen by osmosis. And I'll give you the perfect right. the perfect example: the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. No, yeah, no, doesn't sure. make doesn't make any sense that that is a rivalry, except for well, everybody is jealous of Miami's weather in Buffalo. But in the seventies, the Miami Dolphins were you know fantastic, a great team mm -hmm. under Don Shula, and the Bills lost every time to them right, right. for a decade, and then. The flip happened in the late '80s and '90s with Marino losing to Jim Kelly all the time. The 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 uh, the DNA of that rivalry is still there. Twenty-five yeah, yeah. the sometimes don't have rivalries. The Rangers and the Islanders have no rivalry with the Sabers. None. Right. No, none. But they, they've never they've never been in the same division. Really, they've never played each other a bunch. Never played each other in a playoff series. Like, well, they actually do. I oh, remember they Buffalo have Islanders each other in the playoffs. Absolutely, yeah. the Islanders. Played the Sabers for sure. I watched yeah, it when I was like 10, that 11 was... years old. So, but but again, they I never. That was the last time the Sabers were in the playoffs. I think they lost the Islanders in the playoffs series. I think. Yeah, that, that could be right. But they never really had a rivalry, and they're in the same state, and they're you know, so it's yeah. like Philadelphia, twenty eleven, they lost to Philadelphia. So it's not always guaranteed. Didn't they? When no, but the Ryan no, the yeah, okay, that was okay, that was it. Was that after that? Yeah, I guess so. I'm trying to think of the Ryan Smith year when Ryan Smith was traded to the Islanders. What year was that? Uh, was that, was, that was like 07. 07, yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll, I'll look. But I, that's, I, when, I, that's when the well, Islanders Sabres played. The Potomac rivalry, but that took time to build up. They weren't natural rivals. They weren't all of a sudden that first season that Carolina was in, in play a rival. Yeah, I mean, it's a long it's a long way from Washington to um, to Carolina. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan well, well Ryan Smith, I, I, I'm like a rain man. Ryan Smith was traded February 27th of 07 to the yeah. Islanders. So I remember the day well. Um, yeah, me too. I thought that was a great <laughs> trade for him, and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it turned out not to be a very good trade at all. And that was the day I was at Sportsnet. Um, so um, the uh, yeah, there definitely is a. I mean, there is a, there's a no question is, is a rivalry there between Carolina and Washington, but it's not it's not super strong. Um, at this point, and the, in the, forever, like you're right, you're right in terms of certain teams actually become the hated, like the Red Wings. Everybody hates the Red Wings for a while. It was like St. Louis, Chicago, Nashville, Columbus. Right. I, mean, I just uh, wrote something, something about the Kraken a little while ago, and I said the first team that sort of does a dirty hit to their best player or beats them three times in a row or something, that'll right. be the team that the fans hate to start. And then, you yeah, know, you go yeah, back. no, I mean, I think, I think you'll get. I think you're. I think their hope is that hope is you get a San Jose Seattle rivalry going. Um, that's you know, but that's not really close together either. I mean, the distances out west are so different than we when we're used yeah. to here. You know, um, it's just not. Even, how much the Devils and the Devils fans should have hated um, when Wayne Gretzky said they were a Mickey Mouse organization, and it really didn't do anything on the ice. Yeah, let's 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 just yeah. say this: the NHL did not. Put a team in Seattle because of potential rivalries. They did it because of no. money. They did it yeah. purely because of money. It's a market, 
it, it, they think that in the Pacific Northwest, it'll it, once the team becomes good, it'll it'll draw. It's too. It's a, the hockey history too that also plays into it. They yeah, care I mean, this, yeah, 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 for sure. Right, it has one. Yes. You know, so I got before we get out of here today, we're gonna leave. We're gonna end the show pretty soon, now, and then go do our other thing. You guys want to watch it? Um, I put that if you want to. I, I did already. I did already. Okay, so make, make sure you got that link in the chat room, guys. We'll put it up again before we leave. We can go and watch the show after this. Um, but I got, I got, I've been, I've been collecting hockey digests on eBay. I went on eBay and I was like, you know, just trying to find like people who are selling lots of cheap hockey digests. Because you don't have digest. enough junk in your house. Right. So, um, so this one, uh, this one, November nineteen eighty-three. Uh, the, there's a cover here. It's pretty kind of pretty cool. So, yeah, it's a good Billy Smith on the cover. Nice. Can I see it. I guess this is the person who sold it to me. I should take, maybe take his thing off of there. It came from Detroit, Michigan, which I guess is where. It, yep, it would be pretty fun if it was like Kevin Allen on here. Kevin Allen, there you go. Right, yeah. but uh, Billy Smith, uh, can his Islanders make it five straight? That's the cover story. Yeah, at uh, that point, I was nauseous about reading about the Islanders in Newsday. Trust me. Yeah, so when you go through this, it's really this is like this is a lot of fun. Like you know, um, it just it's amazing how this is this eighty three is almost was it 39 38 years old mm -hmm. that's crazy that's like you know this, this is how old this is but um it's just the really fun articles and then i like the ads the advertisements in the back too so we're going to do some more of this in the future but um they're really just like <laughs> it's, it's fun to go through and and see the different um, i forgot something it had in the back here was the, the list of all the, the models ads oh yeah 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 all the like yeah I, I just the other day i found a 1989 newspaper in my attic and one of the workers found it i didn't even live in the house then and it had a crazy eddie ad so i put that up on my instagram like that's this, really like, this is like this is what this is what in the back of the hockey of the hockey digest what this is uh she's sorry what this is Jeez, I am a mess. I apologize. today um but this is this is what we call the internet back then kids this is like this is like the list of um yeah nhl all-stars by all-star teams by years and stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah Back of this, you know, this is before we could search on the internet. This was like an amazing thing to get that. That's when you bought the guide and record book from the NHL. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, and all the um, there's the playoffs from the '82. The awesome islands Islanders patiently destroyed Edmonton, and so that's that's the that's the uh the cover there. You know, pretty pretty crazy. So that was you know, yeah. We'll, get yeah, through, some, we'll go through some more of those as we get as, as I find some fun, like you know, who's better than in those as well. I did, we never got when to talk. Last time the Islanders won the Stanley Cup. Never mind. I, I'm sorry. We'll move on. We never talked about my topic um, that I wrote the other day, which really got a lot of a lot of play on the internet. Which was who was better right now, um, Austin Matthews or Nathan? Uh, no, or, Austin Matthews or, or Terry Panarin. That was my thing. Austin Matthews or Panarin, which is a really I think Matthews I think, is better. I think a fun debate to have. I think Matthews is it's a good debate. Slightly better. Um, Panarin has more points per game. Yeah. Um, does you know get a lot more assists, obviously? Mm -hmm. You know, but Matthews um, is more of a force in games. There are times in a game where you could go two periods and never see Panarin, and all of a sudden he starts scoring in the third period. Matthews is sort of ever present more than Panarin. Yeah, I mean they're they're closer than I think people think. And my point of it is to try to like because obviously Matthews gets a lot of press because he's in Toronto and all that. Panarin should get more press because he's in New York, but he's just starting to, I think. But um, this year, I think, was the first year they actually really saw it from Panarin. People getting a lot of uh, a lot of really good interest in sing and saying, you know, hey, he, maybe he's an MVP candidate if they made the playoffs. So who knows? 
is possible. Um, all right, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Remember to come in to uh, go to, can you, can you watch this on Sportsology? Can you be able to watch on Sportsology? No, it's not going to be watched, it's audio. Yeah, we're just, we're giving, you are going to get one chance to watch it and then it right. goes straight audio. Right, we're giving everybody, oh, okay. we're giving everybody who is our, who watches us on the Buzzcast the link so they can watch, but it's going to be on SoundCloud. So we're going, once we convert it. to, the sound file we're going to delete it'll be on soundcloud and spotify and a few things and sports yep all right cool so come on come over and watch we're going to be doing it right now and um we'll be there in like uh what five minutes or what time we're going to do it two three just doing like five minutes let's do it now all right cool all right we'll talk to you guys let's soon remember without the buzz it is just hockey we will talk to you every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.